Across the Board Sports is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Daily prop bets for all kinds of sports where thousands of dollars are up for grabs every single day. Want free money? Use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Download the free app in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And don't forget, use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Across the Board Sports. Unique sports coverage. Hey, one play at a time, huh? Play for each other. Love y'all. Hey, enjoy it today. Control the emotion. It's going to be live. But we're going to make it even live. Here we go. Win on three. One, two, three. Win. Baby, need some shoes. Let's go, boys. Game now. Game. Three, two. We got one goal. Let's f***ing win. You shoot. I shoot with you. Here we go. Win on three. One, two, three. Win. Another episode as we're on the road to home game number two for the Buffalo Bills in the 2020 NFL playoffs, coming off a 27-24 victory over the Indianapolis Colts without controversy throughout the game. Of course, I'm Pat G, along with Steffi for the ride. And coming off of Saturday's game, I'm sure you watched the game. What were your initial takes in the first, say, 15 minutes after that game ended? After the game ended? Yeah. Um, I had to recover from an almost heart attack. I don't know about you. My heart was racing. Um, but it sounded like I tweeted this out um, when Philip Rivers threw that pass um, as time was running out. Um Again, my heart was racing, and um, I was so relieved when it 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 uh, it was a failed Hail Mary attempt. We weren't getting the same. We we learned our lesson from um, playing against um, the Arizona. Cardinals. Yeah. So I was just so relieved, um, but I I mean I still had some concerns with uh, our our run defense, um, especially going now into um, playing against the Ravens. I, my, my takeaways from the game, like after that first 15 minutes of kind of coming down off the high and everything Mm -hmm. and the craziness. And of course the, the fumble nonsense, which we'll get into is I looked at it and I'm going, I was like, Indianapolis gashed us on the run. And it wasn't so much Jonathan Taylor that gashed us. It was Nigel Hines that hurt us. And it was the thing of, um, and the tight ends. Like, the Colts used a lot of two and three tight end sets and were, were dominating the Bills as zone coverage. Like, those tight ends were opening up in the zone coverage. So I think what what it is, is whereas with the um, Colts, you had the tight ends, you had um, 
Moe Alley Cox and so on and so forth. The tight ends for the Ravens is really only Mark Andrews. So it's one of the things of if you can find disguise a game plan to shut down Mark Andrews, then you can focus in on the run game. And as we all saw last year in 2019, the Bills have they had a very good plan for Lamar Jackson in that offense, and they did, and they played well. They they limited Lamar Jackson to like his lowest rushing total of the year. His passing stats weren't the greatest, but also this is a different Ravens team. They're a year more experienced. They have a little bit more of a run game with Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson. But the thing is, going back to the Colts game, is you have to wonder, and this is a question that I have to wonder, is that is the NFL referees going to be kind of missing certain things here and then or trying to force certain things because nothing against nothing against Frank Reich and the game plan that the Colts had, but come on in that first half, there were at least four or five delay game penalties. They should have called. Yeah, that was just getting ridiculous. Like the, the zero, like I understand Philip Rivers was taken down to the clock to like the last five seconds, but he's hiking the ball uh, half a second, second, Ninety seconds after the clock hit zero, and they're just letting it go. And then, of course, the the Zach Pascal fumble leading up uh-huh. to the Hail Mary, where big ups to Jordan Poyer for realizing Pascal was getting up and not touching him just yet. And then Milano coming in and punching the ball, and then the refs like taking three t- 1,300 years to decide that it's not a fumble. And then, of course, there's the flip side of that. <laughs> if you watch the replay, when they cut, like, um, after the fu- after the fumble play happened, they call, and they call it a complete catch. They, the, before Sean McDermott calls the timeout, when they come back review, instead of giving them, like, 19 seconds, it's only 14 seconds on the clock. So I think, so I think what it was is the the refs kind of knew they knew they screwed up and was like, eh, if we just leave the five seconds off the clock, nobody will notice this, right? Like, are we good? Like, this is what we're gonna do. All right, cool, we're good. And then, and then on top of that, the I like the Colts. Um, a friend of mine, Danny, who's a Colts fan, um. The Colts gave up points. The Colt like they the Colts gave up four total points in that game because you figure yeah. the missed field goal that point that uh doing the doing the upright and going down it going down going uh for it on that fourth down on that throw that was just out uh just past the fingertips of Michael Pittman Jr. and that's a different game. The Bills got extremely lucky. Now, once once the game kind of like it's been a couple of days and everything, and of course we know we know we knew we watched the Baltimore Tennessee game and we knew who we were going to play, and then we all had the we all had to wait because we all had to, everybody every Bills fan had to wait until late Sunday night to find out who they were going to play because we didn't know who was going to win the Brown Steelers game, which 
Browns Twitter nearly lost themselves Sunday nights. <laughs> like it like were you watching along with that when that when that begin when that first half that first quarter happened? Yeah, it was a series of football follies when it comes to the Steelers. Um even just right off the bat it it seemed like it was going to be disastrous for the Steelers. Yeah. Like going into it. Yeah. That game, like I, I, I'm, I'm very glad that they turned it around and made it at least somewhat competitive. Mm. (laughs) Like I, I am, like I said, somewhat the final score is 48, 37, but the Browns scored 28 points in the first quarter. So at that point you're, you're behind the eight ball nonetheless. Um, but it was one of the things of after we knew we were going to play, that's when everybody was like, okay, we're playing the Ravens. Cool. Let's culture done. That game's over. Let's focus on Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson and that rut and that Baltimore defense pretty much contained Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans offense. And what was funny is I went back and watched the watched highlights of the Tennessee Baltimore game. And a lot of the time Tannen Hill was beating Baltimore on short, quick throws. So you're in your like quick your quick cuts, your zap your zig routes, your slant routes, your cut in routes. Um and all this week is this has been the talk is the Bills third ranked passing offense versus the Ravens number two rated defense and and everything. But the big difference being from last year and this year is the Bills are a year are a year older. Josh Allen is reading defenses a lot more better. He's not playing the Josh Arrow Allen hero ball as we as we've as we've called in the past. And also we have Stefan Diggs. So it, it's like there's differences, but there's similarities. Now, when all things said and done were that and you knew we were going to play the Ravens and you started like getting yourself ready and everything. What was your thoughts? Like, did you have apprehensions? Like, at first, be like, oh, it's the Ravens. This is going to be a rough game. Kind of, because I, I I did myself. Like, that's kind of what I had. I was like, the Ravens, great. This is going to be, this is going to be a fight. Yeah, I noticed some Ravens fans on my Twitter timeline kind of, I don't want to say they were, discounting us but this is a completely different team than what we played when we played against them last year um with josh allen's development his throwing accuracy has improved um but uh yeah people need to understand that you know any given in this case saturday um because it's saturday night yeah um but one other thing I wanted to mention is it's going to snow, apparently. Yeah, the, um, the forecast is... I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, the forecast right now um, for Saturday is calling for snow. 
they're not sure as how much snow is going like they don't know how much snow is going to be there um let's see what let me I think they were calling for start in the afternoon. Yeah, it, it's supposed to like start flurrying in the afternoon. Um, and then like it's not going to be crazy. Like it's not going to be a crazy amount of snow, but it's going to snow nonetheless. And they were talking about it today. They were talking about this morning on WGR how Lamar Jackson has never played in snow, and they're talking about how the snow affects things because while the rate the what the ravens do is they do a lot of they blitz a lot they they blitz a lot last year and last year when the ravens played the bills in week six and week 14 they blitzed josh allen 69 percent of the time but what the ravens do with their blitzes is it's a lot of like stunt delayed rushes instead of a straight bull rush and when you're playing in the snow and the ground is slippery, you don't have that. You, your footing's not as great as it as it is without the snow. So your stunt, your stunts and delays and and hesitation blitzes may not work as well. Also, there, like you stated, Josh Allen has improved and he's able to read defenses a lot more. And on top of that, you have to look at the fact that I believe there was a stat that the Ravens play man coverage like 81% of the time, like like 81% of the time of their defensive calls. And granted, their secondary is very good. You have Marlon Humphreys, so on and so forth. But you're not, you're facing, you're facing a very high-powered off offense where you have guys that can run routes. You have John Brown, you have Gabriel Davis, you have you have Cole Beasley, you have Stefan Diggs. Um and they're talking about how you negate the blitz is using your pass catchers is short routes and slant routes and screens. And honestly, I think you're I think this is a game where you might see Tyler Croft in the lineup to give give them another option in the tight end passing game. Um, you might see I, I think you might see Isaiah McKenzie a little bit more. And also there's the Zach Moss injury um, from the Colts game. Zach Moss has an ankle sprain. He's out for the rest of the postseason. Um, the Bills have gone out. They signed Devontae Freeman from the Atlanta Falcons to their practice squad. Um, highly doubtful that he plays. But so your running backs most likely are going to be Devin Singletary and TJ Yeldon and potentially Antonio Williams. It most likely, but Singletary and Yeldon are very reliable pass catchers out of the backfield. So if the Ravens are sending five, six, seven guys on a blitz, if Josh Allen can diagnose that quick enough, you Singletary and Yeldon could end up having big days and we're in the re- receiving game. Um, but it's the thing of can Josh can the offensive line hold up? Um, and while the offensive line has improved, so to speak, 
and they're one of the best. A lot of people say they're one of the best, better passing, pass blocking offensive lines in the league. Um, if it does snow, do you, who do you think has the advantage? Because there's people are saying that it doesn't matter if it does snow that it falls to the Ravens' advantage because they are the power run game. Do you think that's a fact? Um, I don't know. I feel like. I'm not sure. I think think what it comes down to is if it snows, like if it snows, I I think both teams are going to be at a disadvantage regardless. Both teams are going to be at a disadvantage. um, The thing that I think you're going to see is you're going to see the Bills there, uh, I think Leslie Flazier and Sean McDermott, you're going to see the Bills in a lot more of their base 4-3 than their nickel nickel package. I, 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 I honestly believe the Bills are going to run a, a little bit more of a 4-3, base 4-3, maybe even a, a hybrid 4-3 defense where you have a safety playing as like that third linebacker position, uh, Saran Neal. Saran Neal playing that like third linebacker position. Um, and also you might, you might even see them change it up and try to and go to like a three, a three, three, five look. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but with the rate with the Ravens, it's you. You have to worry about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson this season has proved that he's able to stand in the pocket and and make throws. It's going to be interesting because what we saw against the Colts is, and even other teams is, the Bills are susceptible to the tight to tight ends. And we saw it in the first game in Miami. Um, granted, Tremaine Edmonds was hurt. We didn't have Matt Milano, but uh, Gasecki had a huge day last one, week. Go ahead. Uh, one thing or point I wanted to bring up was potentially Tremaine Edmonds being used as a spy. I think we've used him in the past as a spy against Lamar, but... Yes, um, I think last uh, last year. Yeah, last year. Uh, <laughs> last year, the Bills ran. That's what I said. Like last year when they played the Ravens in that 2019 game, is they they were they were they were in their base four three package a lot. Um, but that's also also you could do that last year because you could have Matt you could have Matt Milano in coverage like playing at coverage you could have Edmonds like kind of zoning he be spying Lamar Jackson and then you also had Lorenzo Alexander on the rush this year you don't have that um because you have AJ Klein and and sorry let let's put it straight AJ Klein is not Lorenzo Alexander um <laughs> Nothing against AJ Klein, but 
yeah, I truthfully believe that you're going to see Tremaine Edmonds being a QB spy on Lamar Jackson at top, like in cup at times. Like he, like he's going, it's, I think with Tremaine Edmonds, he's going to be a QB spy, but he's also going to be like a playing a very short middle zone, zone coverage. So if, if the bills can get there with their, with their defensive line, um, whoever their defensive line may be a, and, and even, and this is the funny, this is the thing is when I say they could easily go to use a base four three instead of AJ Klein have being that third linebacker, you can easily slide AJ Epinesa into that role. Um, because they drafted Epinesa kind of as a way to replace Lorenzo Alexander. And you, you kind of maybe look at that, look at the 2019 tape and say, all right, well, if we can use Epinesa in this role, we might, we might be able to, we might be able to do it. We, it, it's, nobody's going to know until Saturday night. Plain and simple. For sure. Like, no one's going to know until Saturday night. The, it's just, there's so many, so many dynamics with this team that coming off the Colts game, they weren't the dominating team that they were the previous six weeks. Like, the Colts, the Colts had a very good, very good game plan. They, it was come out and play play zone defense, make Josh Allen beat us. But we're also when we're on offense, we're also going to make long drives, control the clock and keep that offense off the field. Now, granted, it didn't. The it didn't help that the offense kind of came out flat against the Colts nonetheless. But this upcoming week, the offense can't come out flat. Like you can't that first quarter, you have to, you have to have your foot on the gas because, yeah, (laughs) coming in hot because you know, because you know, the Ravens are good. You know what the Ravens game plan is. You know what their base game plan is, is they blitz a lot. They play a lot of man coverage. Um, What's interesting is I can't remember what I was watching, but, um, somebody who was talking about the game last year against the Ravens is they were kind of when they would blitz their free safety was moving up into like the middle part, middle part of the field and everything. And they quote unquote were daring Josh Allen to go long. Um, Josh Allen last year, everybody knew Josh Allen could throw the long, throw the deep ball, but he wasn't very good on connecting with it. This year's a different story. Josh Allen has thrown has thrown deep passes and he's connected on them. So uh they made the look they made the statement that if the Ravens tend to maybe slide that free safety up and give like the look of like that cover zero that cover zero blitz defense that the Ravens like to run so off, like the run out of and root. And it let, let's be honest. It ruined the bills offense 
like for three fourths of the game last year is they need to be weary because Josh Allen is not afraid to go deep. He's got he's got targets that can go deep and get there. You have Gabriel Davis. You have Stefan Diggs. You have John Brown. Like you have burners. And if they get if they get a simple break off the line, they get a clean release off the line and make one or make like a simple quick move. AKA the the touchdown pass to Stefan Diggs last week, where it was just a straight up Stefan Diggs fly route. Like he he did like a little like half half step cut in to freeze the DB and took off. And Josh Allen was looking left and then all of a sudden picked right and Stefan Diggs was wide open. So it, it's gonna be interesting to see if the Bills decide to maybe take a shot right off the bat, depending on what Josh Allen reads. How how crazy would that be? Like first play first play of the game, they take they take a shot and they score. Uh, the crowd would go crazy. Yeah. The, the limited s- number of people. The the seven thousand the seven thousand people that they have in the stadium. Which I will I will give you this. The, I I I think it was, I think they said 7,200 total were in the stadium. Right. Um, that 7,200 made it sound like there were 18,000 in the crowd. But didn't they pump in crowd noise? Or? Yes, they, they, they okay. were, <laughs> they, they were pumping in crowd. They were pumping in crowd noise, but That's you could, t- but. You could tell the difference. You could tell there was, at times, the crowd was making was making a factor, right? Because you saw you saw Philip Rivers like constantly, constantly at the offensive line, screen trying to trying to make his trying to make calls and everything. Especially all those delay of game calls that we never got. Yeah, the 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 play on the on the TV broadcast, the play clock's hitting zero. And you and they still haven't. I'm going flag yellow. No, no, they're gonna, okay. They're gonna look like the ball. All right, cool, great, awesome. Yeah, the officiating was bad last week. Uh, they 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 completely fit. They 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 got the holding call on the kickoff return, but they missed the face mask. Which Andre yeah. Roberts, if you if you if you sir sir. We need to have a discussion. I understand you are a all pro kick returner, but if the ball is in the corner of the end zone, do not return the ball. Don't do it. Like Andre Roberts has made, has made so many questionable decisions on kick returns and it, and it's, and it's hurt. It's hurt. It, it, it It's honestly hurt, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting Saturday because it is the Ravens. There's gonna, I, I don't, I don't expect it to be high scoring. I don't like. I if if the Bills put up twenty seven thirty, I'll be happy, and and if they come away yeah. with the win, I'll be happy. But the Ravens defense. It honestly, I think you're gonna see 
like it's going to be 20, 20 to 17, 24-21. Like, I don't think anybody's going to score over 27. Uh, uh, like, I don't, I honestly don't believe anybody's going to score over 27. Is because you have, while the Ravens can't pass the ball, um, you definitely don't have, Lamar Jackson has shown that Last year, if the Bills even replicate a 50% of the defense they played last year against Lamar Jackson, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. I my key my keys to the game my keys to this game is plain and simple is limit the limit the gouge runs. Like if you if you give up if you give up five, four, five, six yards here, there, that's fine. But you can't, you can't give up, you can't give up 20, 15 plus yard carries on back to back and back to back handoffs like they did, did last week against the Colts. Like, because all that means is you're letting the team drive down the field. Um, if the defense, if the defense can contain Lamar and limit the pass game and limit the tight end, tight end pass game, I believe they have a very good chance at winning. And but it also falls down onto Josh Allen. Josh Allen um it wasn't so much that he was what was interesting was last week against the Colts is did you ever, while you were watching the game, did you ever have like that panic attack where you're like you were waiting for the Josh Allen hero ball to start happening. Yeah, where he forces it. Where he forces it. It's for- so cringe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> di- like, I'm not alone in that fact. <laughs> no, you are not. Because there were that moments. Josh Allen. Yeah, because there were, there were moments of that game that I'm just going. I'm just going. I'm like, I had that panic attack, that anxiety. I'm going. <sighs> bad Josh Allen. Have- st- I was like, bad Josh Allen, stay away. No bad Josh Allen. He still has zero interceptions in the red zone, right? He does. That's still on record. Yes. I thought that was the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, I think he has, I think he's got like 56, it's like 50-something total touchdowns in the red zone, like 30-something passing and like 20-something running. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I I I believe I truthfully believe that Josh Josh Allen's going to end up running a little bit more this game because of the blitz packages. Um, but I also think the Bills are going to try to use utilize the the motion and motion and screen pass game this game this game as well to try to negate the 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 run the blitzes by the ravens if, if i can say this if josh allen plays josh allen's game where he he sees what the de- sees what the defense is doing recognizes it and takes what the defense is giving him and doesn't try to force anything the bills the bills should be there at the end they should be in a position to win the game 
as bad as bad as as bad as the game went last year against the Ravens. The Bills at the end of the game had a chance to win the game at the end at the end. I remember that. They had it. They they were there. They were there. They were driving. There was an opportunity to win the game. Um, I also think that if if the Bills come out and they and they jump, they get to a they get to a two touchdown lead again, like they did against the Colts. Don't take your foot off the gas. Because they did it against the Colts. They went into they went into semi-conservative play calling. Don't do it. Don't do it. Also, Brian Dable, for the love of I understand you are getting <laughs> I understand you are getting offers to be a head coach somewhere. I get it, man. You did you've okay. done amazing with the Bills offense and Josh Allen all this season. I swear to God. Man, open up the playbook. Because that first quarter last week against the Colts, we, like, if you were watching Twitter, you're going, people were like, why are we running the ball? Why are we running, Josh? Like, why are, I'm like, why are we, like, why why is, why is Josh Allen running? (laughs) I didn't know he was our starting running back. It 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 was it was hilarious on Twitter. It was like so many people were like, <laughs> "Well, it makes me nervous watching that go down." Yeah. Like great, like granted, it worked. Like I'm not mad at it. It it, it worked. I will say it worked, but. <laughs> It was, it was just, it, it worried me because I'm like, Josh Allen has been known to, to, to have butterfingers. Why is he running the ball? No, especially in, I'm, I'm worried about that snow. You know Things what? can get a little slip, slippery. Well, they were, they were, uh, before, um, before I got, before I, got out of the car for work this morning they were talking about that how like technology has um like improved the gloves and everything and like um and apparently last week uh Lamar Jackson kind of thumb like uh jammed his thumb on his non-throwing hand so in the second half he had a glove on um and they brought that point up they're like if that's still bothering him Maybe when he's running and he tries to switch hands, he can't grip the ball as clean. And then on top of they were talking about like how if you're wearing like the all like the jerseys and it's kind of like and the jersey doesn't really you get give you a whole lot of grip on the ball. That's why you see guys with like the sleeves and the gloves and to like try to give you grip like that grip and that feel on the ball to where you're not going to let let it go. Um, but yeah, the, I, the weather is going to be, it's going to be cold. Um, they said it's going to be in the teens, like anywhere between 15 and 19 degrees. 
and it and there's going to be snow. The I have a feeling the weather is going to play a factor in this game. It'll be interesting. The weather is going to have a factor in this game. Um, but nonetheless, it, it's just the fact of you have to learn. You have to review the tape from last year. If you go like watch what the Ravens do, try to plan for it and execute. It's all about execution. If the Bills can execute cleanly without any mistakes, this this upcoming game, they will glad they will get to the the AFC Championship game. Um, I'm taking the Bills 24-21. Um. 24-21, I don't know how they're going to get there, but that's what that's what my prediction is. I have um, 24-17. All right. Bills. Bills. 24-17. All right, we're not we're not that close off. We're not we're we're close, it's but gonna we're not. It's going to be a story. Yeah, it's going it, to it's going to be the story. Oh, absolutely. It, it absolutely. It's going to the weather's absolutely going to be the story. Um it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting interesting thing, but I will. But as we uh, wrap up here, um, we got some exciting things coming down the pipeline. Uh, we may be doing a live stream potentially uh, on Twitch of the show, and then we also will be announcing our first official sponsor very soon. Woo. Yes. Our I fi- wonder who it could be. Our fish our, our across the bills. First official sponsor. Um, I will, I will say this, the, the sponsor that, that I came to an agreement with signed up for a six month run. So for the next six months, you, they will be a sponsor to the show. So when we when we debut the 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 announcement and ads and everything, go buy their stuff. <laughs> go buy all the things. Go buy all the things. Um. So I'm very excited for the sponsor and that. But like I said, there's there's so much there's so much bills coverage. Like we there's so much bills coverage. Like I don't feel like talking about everything because. You, I'm sure everybody listens to everything everywhere. Plus you have the national media and on top of on top of the national media, the national media is not giving the bills a chance. Nope. Like, like as much love as Stephen A. Smith has given Josh Allen this year, the minute that it was like said that the bills were going to play the Ravens. He's like, Nope. Ravens. Yeah, he's, he said that they they can't make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, like, yo, I'm I'm gonna honestly, I'm gonna honestly enjoy. I I know the Bills are playing Saturday night. If the Bill like, if the Bills win Saturday night, I'm going to thoroughly enjoy Sunday morning because that means. One half of the prophecy is, is is fulfilled. Um, I don't know where I saw it, but they said in order the 
in order for the world to properly heal, the Bills and Browns must play in the AFC Championship with one of those teams winning the title. Yes. Like, that's that. Nature like, is healing. Like, um, what was it? Uh, uh, what was the... Was it what was the movie? I it was a movie or a show or something like that where like something happened. They hit a, like a reset button and it just reset everything. Oh, I can't think of it. But yeah, like somebody somebody made the made the. I saw something on Twitter. They said for the world to for the world to heal and truly re- reset itself. The Bills, the Buffalo Bills or Cleveland Browns have to make the AFC Championship and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, um, oh, they, and then somebody else, and then somebody else used the, the gif from, uh, the internet episode of South Park with Kyle unplugging the modem. <laughs> oh my God. And said, this is how we reset the world. The Bills and Browns make the AFC Championship. The Buffalo Bills win, win, win the Super Bowl, like, and then, and it, and what it was is twenty twenty one Bills Browns make AFC Championship, twenty twenty one Super Bowl champions Buffalo Bills, uh, twenty twenty two Super Bowl champions Cleveland Browns, like that's how the world resets itself, like the Bills and Browns have to win the next two Super Bowls, and the world like resets itself. Apparently, which I thought was hilarious. It it certainly make it for a good feel good story. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But um, it, it's it, it's funny that uh, it, it's funny because if you really look at the Bills and Browns, like both 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 franchises have suffered, like obviously. But it, but you gotta also look at the look at the brown like look at the thing is at one point the Browns had both Bill Belichick and Ozzie Newsom in their front office. People forget, like you forget, like people forget the Browns had Bill Belichick and Ozzie Newsom, who like it it it, it the cliche statement of. If I know what I know now and could go back 20 years, things would be like, imagine somebody having the foresight that Bill Belichick would become the essentially the great, the greatest head coach of all time or one of the greatest head coaches. And he would have stayed in Cleveland. I honestly don't think the Browns leave for the, okay. The original Browns leave for Baltimore in the middle of the night. This is true. So, but I'm holding I'm sorry. I'm holding down on my 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 Notre Dame effect here. It is 2020. It is 30 years since the Bills have had a run. The Bills are having a run. They're they're erasing every. They're erasing all the ghosts. All the ghosts past. Got a purge. Like all the negative things. All the negative no negative things about playoffs for from the, the early 90s. Are getting purged. Records are being broken. Yep. Yeah. Records are being broken. Things are being rectified. 
the the and you know what I will say this is if not to jump piggyback but WGR does the thing with Howard Simon where he picks the Bills for two weeks in a row the Howard Simon has picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl that's unprecedented it never has happened before ever so it's a sign <laughs> it's a sign predictions coming true but yes. We will we will all see what happens Saturday night, eight fifteen, NBC, um, prime time, prime time. Unfortunately, no tailgating though. No tailgating, uh, and unfortunately, and- we don't get the dynamic duel of Ian, uh, Ian Eagle, and the other guy that he was with. We unfortunately have to listen to Chris Collinsworth. And Al Michaels. And Al Michaels and Michelle Tofoya. See, not mad at I'm not I'm okay with Al Michaels and Michelle Tofoya. Chris Collinsworth hates the Bills. Like I I have anytime the Bills have been on NBC, Collinsworth is so like anti-Bills, it's ridiculous. And I hate broadcasters like that. Because it, because it, they're by it, it's like if you're a broadcaster, you're not supposed to be biased. I like back in the day, and this is this is something you may not remember is um Dan Fouts, Dan Fouts, mm. and um oh crap, uh Larry Zonka. Larry Zonka, what Dan Fouts and Larry Zonka, you when they would do the CBS CBS broadcast for the Bills, they were so biased towards the Bills. I'm just like, come on, like if you're if you're in that, you have to you have to be straight down the middle. You can't be biased. But. I may, I may just, I may just end up having the TV on low volume and then listening to the radio broadcasts just so I don't have to hear Chris Collinsworth. Just throw it on you. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, but that's gonna do it for us. Um, as always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Check out Anchor.fm backslash, yeah, backslash across the bills. You can hit us. You can find us on Spotify and. Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. You can find me at the Ganchise eighty three across all social media networks. You can find Stuffy at Stuffy Tweets on Twitter, of course, and of course, follow follow the bill the show's Twitter across across bills on Twitter. And for Stuffy, I've been Patchy. Be safe, be kind, be healthy, and we will see you on the flip side. <laughs>